Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Thank you so much for being here. I am so, so, so excited to chat with you. Before we dive in though, our names are similar. Is your name pronounced Alexandra too? Or is it pronounced different? Yes, Alexandra. Yeah. The K throws people off, but yeah, pronounced Alexandra. Oh my goodness. We have the same name. So I'm really excited to be able to learn more about you and your craft and self-care. But before we do that, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Of course, I am Alexandra Z, and I'm an Oakland-based woodworker and artist running my business full-time with my husband and, you know, loving all the ups and downs of being a female business owner. Mm, Especially during these times, I think it's really magnificent that we're able to like stand in our power these days by running our businesses and doing what we love for a living. So to start, I want to be able to talk to you about woodworking as a meditation. I have never seen art like yours before. And it is truly stunning and mind blowing. So can you walk us through how you got started in your craft and what it looks like in your life as a meditative process? Yes, of course. And thank you so much for the sweet words. And uh, I would definitely first off say that what I do and why I do it is completely based in meditation, the shapes and the patterns that I make. It's a constant flow of walking to and from, from the piece that I'm working on to the saw and it's repetitive cuts. And so it really allows me to dive into this muscle memory and moments of stillness within my mind where I am just working through the exact same motion. And then what flows through my hands is essentially what I'm meditating on. And I mean, it definitely, it took a while to get to that point in, you know, developing my craft and what it is today. I I got my start just about 10 years ago working for anthropology. Uh, It was my first job right out of college. And I did window display for a store in Palo Alto. And it was definitely, it was like a crash course in getting your master's in like seven different art forms. (laughs) Because if you didn't pull it off, then you were in trouble. So it was definitely a crash course in work ethic, working hard, loving what you do. And it really just clicked for me that if I wasn't going to be using my hands for whether it was my job or some sort of passion project, then I felt like my soul would shrivel up. And I wanted to make a name for myself as an artist and not necessarily within a company. And so I quit that and you know moonlighted as a waitress for about four years while I grew my business. And it's definitely been highs and lows and falling flat on my face and learning lessons and being gracious with myself, dropping my ego and really just making art because I love it and I need to. And I think that's why it is where it is today is because it is an honest representation of who I am. Mm, 
I love that. I love that you mentioned falling on your face because I think a lot of times people think that we arrive in our craftsmanship or in our work just like knowing what the hell we're doing. And a lot of the times we absolutely don't. We're constantly a work in progress and learning how to get back up again. So do you have a memory that comes to mind where you were either going to fly or fail in your process as a woodworker and like I guess what I'm trying to ask is what has been your greatest teaching moment or greatest failure as a teaching moment I would definitely say you know I I feel like seeing artists and business owners on Instagram you get a highlight reel and Mm -hmm. I do try to share you know those times when I do fall on my face and I, I would say you know for everyone out there listening that is aspiring to run a business or be an artist you fall on your face more oftentimes than not and that's the beauty in being human and that we have the capacity to pick ourselves up and take learning lessons from it it's definitely being tender on yourself and not taking yourself too seriously and being too hard on yourself when you do you fall, but that's what makes you stronger. And gosh, I would say there's just so many to choose from of when, you know, I have messed up and learned what not to do and what to do. A lot of things were knowing my worth and knowing what to say yes to. The biggest thing that still guides me today is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And that resides in your gut. And you know that the moment you get that email from a client, if it feels off, you're going to pay for it later. And Mm -hmm. that has happened to me so many times. And, you know, sometimes it's when like, shoot, you know, I really could use this extra money. I'm a little short this month. I want to take this job, but this client seems like they're going to be difficult and maybe take more from me than is agreed upon. And if I take that job, I always, always pay for it. And so I think that that's kind of like a big advice that I tend to always share is if it isn't a hell yes, it's a no. And sometimes, you know, it's just you fake it till you make it. If you don't like come swing in with every single bit of information and every skill that you need to achieve your wildest dreams, you build them as you go. And you keep learning as you go. You take constructive criticism. I've definitely bitten off more than I can chew in multiple projects, but accomplishing them has felt so much bigger because I did fake it till I made it. And then I learned the right way to do it. Even recently, I did this humongous ceiling installation, which is my favorite piece I've ever done at the MacArthur Place Hotel in Sonoma. And so much of the project, I was left like, I do not know how I'm going to get this up on that ceiling and make sure it stays when I can't find the studs in the wall and the ceiling is not perfectly level. And it definitely kicked my butt. But everything that I learned during that project and achieving it and the mess ups and the remakes has made me so much more confident taking on even bigger work. So I think it's not necessarily a fearlessness, but an openness to know that you're going to fail and you're going to pick yourself up and be stronger because of it. So switching gears to self-care and how it relates to our community and the work that we're doing. So something I've been leaning into a lot as of the past year and a half is self-care as an act of community care, an act of community Mm. service. How are you taking care of yourself so that you can show up in your work, in your marriage, in your life with your most fullest self at the forefront? Self-care is, I would say, one of the harder aspects of running a business and knowing when to close the laptop or leave the Mm. studio, especially when you want to keep pursuing your goals or you're falling behind. And so something these past nine months has showed me, you know, with the slowdown of everything, and I will say that, you know, my business kind of dropped down to about a 50% production because we cut teams and we're being safe 
And it gave me a lot of time to really kind of look within as to what is more important. Is reaching that goal more important than running myself ragged so that I cannot show up for my husband, so that I cannot show up for my friends. And especially during a time when we need to be active in our communities and supporting one another and fighting for one another. And so it really kind of clicked these past nine months. And I have to say, it did take me 10 years of running this business of knowing what is valuable and what part of my time is valuable. And I've really slowed down and it feels good. It's it's equally as exhausting, but an exhausting in a way that I'm showing up more for the people that I care about and for issues that are important, not just running full steam ahead, trying to grow my business, which to me is feels like something you need to do to be a fully rounded whole human being is to not lose touch with yourself and your community and the things you're passionate about. I love that so much. So it sounds like having some boundaries as well comes up. Yes, that's, I know that for me, being able to have some self boundaries and honor them is absolutely essential for the self-care as community care piece Mm -hmm. of my personal life too. So I really resonate with that. So before we go, I definitely want to touch on the importance of holding space for our creative hearts work. Did you ever in your process of building this business and creating your art feel like you couldn't do it? And if so, how did you encourage yourself to keep pressing forward and not give up? Gosh, I mean, so many times and being an artist comes with an influx of so many emotions of being on a high and like, yes, I love this. I'm going somewhere. And then what am I doing? Am I relevant? Am I going to continue to be relevant? I hate what I'm making. I want to burn it. And (laughs) I would say that, you know, trusting that flow. um, And this is something that I wrote about in my book, the ebb and flow of of high and low. When you are on that high, it's, it's not sustainable. And so honoring that high and that it comes and it goes, whatever you produce from it is beautiful, but it's when we're in that ebb that we're actually contributing kind of coins into the bank of that day when inspiration flows. Hmm. And so everything that you do, it contributes to your creative process, whether it's putting down your materials and going for a walk, standing outside, filling your lungs with air and taking a deep breath in and removing yourself completely from a certain environment. I think it's unbelievably normal and easy to feel like you can't do it anymore or that inspiration is never going to come and you're never going to make work as good as a work that was successful three years ago. But you just keep going and you stumble and then you contribute these coins to the bank while you're living your life and the hurdles and the trials and the joyous moments are all contributing into that bank for when inspiration rains down. So it really is. It's a long game. It's a patient game and allowing yourself a little bit of space, I think is really important. And I think if you would have talked to me a year ago, I would have sounded a bit different, but these past nine months have really kind of cracked me open. You know, what do I want with my business, with where we live, what our family is going to look like, the community, how we stand up for our community. I think it's really changed my perspective on a lot of things and making art and just our short time here and, and how to make the best of it and love our community and love who we are. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. 
Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.